Welcome to Out With Dan, the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of LGBTQ authors, characters, and our allies. Together, we lift our voices and we tell our stories. I'm Dan White. Join me as I chat with this week's author. Hello and welcome back to Out With Dan. Today, I'm so excited to talk to Paul Zelensky, an illustrator of children's books. Welcome, Paul. Thank you, Dan. I'm really glad to be here. I just loved this new book, uh, which we will get to in a minute. Tell me about how many books have you illustrated? Oh, well, that's a numbers <laughs> question. I, I can't remember numbers, and I also don't really want to know the number of illustrators <laughs> because I wish it were more. I've been doing it for so long. thought the number should be higher, but it's in the 40s. And um, yeah, so, so I can't say which one Cinderella and a mouse called Fred is, but it certainly is the new one. That is amazing. Have you been an artist or an illustrator your entire life? Well, I guess so. I, I always, uh, I'm not sure that uh, you know, being an artist is like a high thing to measure up to, I think, but I've always drawn, yeah. I've always been the kid in class who, uh, who doodled all over the place and i love that i i learned to draw one thing and that was speedy gonzalez because he was on the board all year long in in spanish class and it's the only thing that i can draw really really well so my hat is off to you because i don't do that you never have to worry about me trying to take your job <laughs> and i'm not drawing speedy gonzalez <laughs> Perfect. We make a perfect pair. So let's talk about Cinderella and a mouse called Fred. So um, you wrote this or you illustrated this and Deborah Hopkinson. Mm -hmm. And had you worked together before? No, this was our first time working together, but uh, I've known her for a very long time. She's been around as a children's author and I've run into her at conferences and things like so that. Did the two of you decide to buddy up on the book or is this something that comes to a publisher? No, yeah, it, that's, it's, it is really almost always how it works uh, that she wrote the story and, um, and had it accepted by Random House by Ann Schwartz books. Ann Schwartz okay. is a great editor there. And then Ann and I have worked together too and Ann thought I would be a good match for the manuscript. So that the editor, in a publishing house likes to function as a matchmaker. And <laughs> so it, it doesn't usually happen that the, uh, that an author and an illustrator come in together, but oh, okay. that can happen. And then yes. we work, then we work separately, really. So uh, the manuscript was finished with Anne uh, and Deborah, and then it was sent to me. And that's when, and my work on it was very collaborative, but it really was mostly collaborative with the editor and the art director. That's amazing. I think it's it's something that seems to be different, at least in my mind, than what happens in a lot of business situations. I think most people collaborate together. And then here is someone has finished one part and then the other one comes in. Does Maybe that happens in music as well. I don't know. But it's it seems to be something rather unique. I, I, you're, you're probably right. And I don't know about music either. But um, but I like to think of it 
as being good for the final uh, book because um, the, 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 the editor is really a creative participant too. Mm -hmm. and, and everybody is working toward making the book and the story be as, you know, as fun and you know, as exciting as it can be. Um, and you can get around, authors can have preconceptions, illustrators, if they are working directly with the author might feel like they have to go with the author's ideas about how things look and maybe there are better ideas that, that uh, they'd come to on their own. So in, in, the, in, the, in the interest of the story. I think that's wonderful. I, I really do. I think it's something unique, but I do agree with you that, you know, for those of us with strong personalities, we come with an opinion. I'm only talking to myself in this minute. So I would imagine that if I collaborated with an illustrator, that I would be, I would probably not be helpful. I would have my own preconceived notions where I like this. And then of course, the editor is the person who brings a work together in the in the book world anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, and, and I think Anne did a wonderful job in keeping the book uh, funny and lively. It's it's a, a Cinderella story, but it's not the standard Cinderella story. <laughs> that's one of the things that's so wonderful to in today's world. We are seeing a lot of retelling of older stories, uh, things that have been accepted, but giving them new and fresh twist. Um, what's something fun about this? It's a little different than the uh, ordinary telling of Cinderella. Well, okay. First of all, I want to say that I've done both with fairy tales. I've, I've made uh, kind of some, um, I've, I've had some success with the fairy tales that I've illustrated very seriously without a twist exactly. And they're not funny, uh, but Rapunzel and Rumpelstiltskin and Hansel and Gretel uh, were books that I illustrated trying to be like a Renaissance master of painting. And Cinderella and a Mouse Called Fred is totally the opposite. I happen, I happen to have it here. So I can- Yes, I love it. So it's very silly and it's cartoony and it's uh, it starts out as the Cinderella story with the fairy godmother and uh, and it's told from the point of view of the mouse who is, whose name is Fred. Um, but it ends up that uh, Cinderella is not particularly interested in this prince who is not very interesting in, uh, in the classic story. He may not be that interesting really ever, but, uh, but Cinderella is a, is a pumpkin farmer. She's her, her, her uh, avid uh, hobby is raising pumpkins for, for showing in, in fairs. So um, when she meets the prince uh, and the prince has zero interest in farming, <laughs> who wants this she says and she storms out <laughs> later as she tells fred the, the the mouse who becomes a horse and then a mouse again so um and then the maybe the biggest twist from the point of view of adults but i don't think so much of children uh is that after she stalks out of the, the castle and the prince does not find her with the glass sliver. Um, she enters uh, her new pumpkin in, the, in a fair and wins first prize and falls in love with the second prize winner, who is another female pumpkin farmer. 
and they live happily ever after together, which, yeah, you get my Which point. is wonderful because different children will get to see themselves in different ways. So their children gravitate to stories that they like and mm -hmm. stories that they feel represented in. And this is a wonderful change up. And there are going to be lots of children who are like, I identify with this. Um, I am more like the prince. I'm not really interested in putting my hands in dirt, but, <laughs> but I love the, I love the fact that Cinderella uh, finds a love that matches what she wants. And that's a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. And there, I think there are lots of ways to look at it too. I mean, the, the children who, need that kind of representation, we'll see it. Children who don't need that kind of representation will also be able to feel represented by Cinderella who follows her passion, who falls in love with a farmer. Why, why not? You know, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is one of the things I, I told Paul, I told you before we started recording that I buy quite a few children's books. And the reason I do that is because I think that in today's world, children's books represent all different kinds of slices of life and they're all different kinds of representations and i don't feel we had that as much growing up as there's available today or at least i didn't anyway oh oh absolutely for sure it's been it's been a long road but uh the uh, the, the the breadth of of uh, you know, humanity that's represented hmm. in children's books is is way bigger now than it was even five years ago it's, it's it's been slow to catch on and it's been i think people have fought very hard to make this happen and you know it's an evolving world and i hope that it keeps evolving and doesn't slip back i agree and i think that we have um we have a lot of illustrators and authors out there like you who are you know keep moving the ball forward, it's important. And I find that a lot of publishing houses, they realize that children's books can sell and do sell, they do quite well. And that's a good thing. So it, it's a positive, I'm loving it. Yeah, well, they continue to be children and they <laughs> Reading books to a little kid is one of the great pleasures in life because they take to it so well. I mean, and, and every every kid should should glom onto books, and uh, you know, it's it's just it's been very fun uh, making this book and and coming up with the pictures like the biggest pumpkin I've ever drawn, but <laughs> also the most alarming transformation scene. In the that is so true. A horse unbidden he really didn't ask for this <laughs> that is true you know and that's a cool thing about this story you know it's told from fred's point of view and fred sees things very differently i love at the beginning you know one of the things that deborah did is she gave um fred a nice friend in cinderella and that was a nice thing because mm -hmm. cinderella wasn't afraid of fred so mm -hmm. and and then she's she does she says well you know i have some bad siblings and we also have a cat so maybe you don't come to the house and it was so cute because it was something that everyone can relate to absolutely yeah and uh, uh even with that the, the first scene where fred 
is thinking about Cinderella. The, the fairy godmother has appeared and says that she's looking for a pumpkin for Cinderella. <laughs> and Fred says, oh, Cinderella, I know her. And the, where he first met her, uh, she was carrying a shovel, but she decided not to smash him dead. <laughs> and, uh, and here was where the uh, influence of the editor, uh, Ann Schwartz, came in. You know, it was uh, Deborah wrote the line. But I was kind of hesitant with Cinderella holding the, the shovel to, to, you know, to have this be the pose. Thought, yes. Let's not do. Let's not get into that. But uh, Anne said, "No, yeah, do it," so, because that's what is. Uh, that's what the mass is thinking about. That's what they want. Well, and that's and that's true. And I think that 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 comes out so wonderfully in your illustration and Deborah's words, and the fact that this is a situation that Fred typically should be very worried about but but that's not what it turns out to be it turns out to be they become buddies and that's a good thing he's a very self uh possessed mouse i think as mice go and he's very and he's very uh a really good mouse he, he as a horse he comes very close to trampling a whole lot of other mice who are crossing the road who are relatives of his even so it's it's very dramatic this scene <laughs> it, it is and you know there again you've the illustrations so wonderfully match what's going on so and they were as you said fun a bit whimsical uh just an enjoyable thing when fred turns into a horse though that is really one of the i think one of the supreme drawings in the book so well uh thank you very much i actually drew it uh, quickly. And then later I looked at it and saw that I had, I'd been like channeling this famous painting by Picasso. A lot of people, artists that I know look at it and say, Oh, you did <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 now I'm having a, a, a brain meltdown, but you know, the, the, <laughs> this painting of the Spanish civil war that was, uh, Guernica, it's called Guernica. Yeah. So there, there are horses in there with faces that are an awful lot like Fred's face. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean it, but uh, it came out that way. Well, I think if you're going to co not copy, but if you're going to be influenced, you should be influenced by a master. So I think that's all right, you know. Okay, and Pablo is is Spanish for Paul, so we're both right. <laughs> I like that. That's true. That's very true. So do you? Um, how fun is it when you get to go at, to book signings and to meet the kids and their adults? Oh, it's it's just wonderful. It's it's one of the, the it's it's so fun that uh, I've I've heard stories quite a few times about people. You know, these days, there are a lot of children's books get written by celebrities and people who don't really aren't part of that world and just dip a toe in, but. Mm -hmm. uh, then they go to a school and uh, talk about their book and they come away. They can't believe how exciting and wonderful it is to get the reaction from kids who are so, um, um, their enthusiasms are a hundred percent and pure and real. And it just, there's nothing like a happy audience of kids. So I, I'm going to be doing a few things here, but I, I want to tell you one little thing. I've, when I, when I'm working on a book, I try to, I, I, I finish it. Okay. I can't stop. I keep going. I, I want to do other things that make it even more fun for me. So I've started making fabric patterns that go with the book. 
it began when I was would do an end paper, maybe of a novel, mm -hmm. and it looked like a pattern. I would think, oh, this would be cool if it were a real pattern. And then as time went on, I, I learned Photoshop came into existence and there are ways to make things that into absolutely perfect repeating patterns. And then I did it. And then now there are ways to have it printed on fabric. So I, I had a, um, I, I've done this. Uh, this is a fabric that I've had printed of a Cinderella and a mouse called Fred. And I, I, don't, know, I don't know if you know if you Yes, yes. That is amazing. It has pictures from, it alternates pumpkins and pictures from the book. And um, I'm having, this fabric was just made into a shirt for me, which I'm planning to wear if I go at bookstore signings. I but love that. Better, I had uh, this, this, uh, this book, I'm dedicated this book to my daughter and her wife, and they have a four-year-old son named Norman. And I had another matching shirt made for Norman. So oh. I'm in the fall, we have plans, not a date yet, but uh, it's in Barrington, Rhode Island. Anybody who hears this in Barrington, Rhode Island, right. check out the, the Barrington books because uh, I, they, now they have to do it. <laughs> and I'm sure they will. I'm going to go there and sign Cinderella and a mouse called Fred, wearing my Cinderella and a mouse called Fred shirt. And Norman is going to come with me, my four-year-old grandson, wearing his matching shirt. So I, that, that's, that's a way that I can continue the fun of making books long after I'm done making them. I think that's amazing, Paul. That is so amazing. You're going to have to make pillows as well. Well, actually, you know, I, I wasn't man meaning to bring this up, but, but the <laughs> website that allows uh, fabric printing. Okay. Now it's pretty well known by now. It's called spoonflower.com. Okay. And they've started having, uh, it's also like a, it's like Etsy. It, it's like a marketplace too. So that if you make something, if you make a pattern, you can have it printed for yourself, but you can also have it made it uh, accessible to other people to see. And then now, now you can actually order things being made from this fabric. So I ordered, yes, you can get pillows of this. And there are other, very, I even had other Cinderella patterns from this book and you can find it on Spoonflower, but you, you could order a pillow. And I, I had, uh, I had tea towels made from oh. the patterns and as just so I could give them to the art director, uh, uh, Nicole de la Harris and to Ann Schwartz, the editor. So I, I think that's magnificent. That. Mm -hmm. yeah. That is so, that's so unique. I love that. So you're it, not only do you get a book, there are other things you can get with Cinderella as well. And Fred, I love it. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's silly. It's, it's, it's the book is the important thing. Yes. But it's, it, it, it's a wonderful extension. And that's something I really do applaud that. I love that. Thank you. Do you, have a, yeah. do you have a website or social media you would like to share? Well, yes, I do, actually. <laughs> You're supposed to these days. So uh, my website is uh, paulozelinski.com, all one word, and my middle initial O I always use from the first book. I've started using it with uh, with my books. So it's paulozelinski.com. And that's paulozelinski is also my handle on other on everything pretty much. So I have a Facebook page, 
which is Paul Ozelinski illustration, I think, and and on Instagram. I like Instagram is where I post not so much books sometimes, but also the, I, I do a lot of doodling for no re no reason at all. But I, that's on Instagram. So yes, those those I think. And shall I say it? I'm still on what used to be Twitter. <laughs> you I'm can not, definitely say uh, that. <laughs> I, I had the blue check until they took it away, and I'm and I'm sorry, <clears throat> I'm not going to pay for another one. No, I'm, same same way. You know, it's it, okay. I know it's free. I know you get to use my information, so I consider it to be sort of. Uh, we we're in partnership together, but I'm not paying you nor giving you my personal information so you can give me a check. I can make a check on there or at least in a picture anyway. <laughs> right. That's what right. So the, yeah, those are my social medias. I think in anything that else, just if you look for Paulo Zelinsky, it's either me or somebody pretending to be me. <laughs> <laughs> Show us that wonderful book again, Paul, if you will. Okay. Here's the back. There you go. And here's the I first. love it. I love it. Cinderella and a Mouse Called Fred. It is such a wonderful book. Highly recommend it. And thank you so much for joining me, Paul. Thank you very much, Dan. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Hang on for me just a second. Okay. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out with Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at outwithdan.com on Twitter at OutWithDan, and on Instagram and Facebook at GoOutWithDan. This podcast is hosted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, and the theme music is provided by bensound.com. Join us again soon for the next episode of Out With Dan. <laughs>